episode four of the unscripted playbook welcome everybody who's listening uh i got my co-host jonathan petridis with me i'm not gonna ask how he's doing because nobody cares and he's ready to go i know he's fired up from last episode and it's only fitting that we have a special guest during super bowl week uh super special guest i'll call it uh 13 time uh u-sport national champion as a head coach at carlton university nine time uh coach of the year in youth sport current director of uh basketball operations at carlton university dave smart dave how you doing doing all right john what are you drinking there <laughs> that's a little drink called cavi it's whiskey flavored with coffee have you ever heard of it i'm trying to get them on sponsorship anyways so thank that's, you for bringing that up that's, that's, thanks for bringing it up <laughs> yeah, are, smart are you move. trying to get like 1910 badminton rackets uh to sponsor you too is that dave don't don't pretend you're ignorant with sport you know those are real tennis rackets from my prime day back in the uh 1950s they look, they look like badminton rackets to me but they yeah. do but believe it or not this is mac and rose wheelhouse back there all right maybe they Jimmy just Commerce. look really small because you got a big head i don't know yeah it's all perspective dave it's perspective <laughs> this one has jimmy Commerce's name on it Okay, too early for this, Dave. Let's ease into it. No, 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 no. I love it. Keep it going. Uh, Dave, well, I mean, we'll jump into the questions. Um, really just want to, uh, you know, you're also an assistant coach with the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators. Is that correct? Uh, I, I was looking it up. It said uh, advisor, assistant coach. Yeah, I wasn't I'm, sure what I'm to not, go with. I'm more of an, I'm more of an advisor. I'm okay. not an assistant coach. I, I, I'm around a decent amount. I don't go on a ton of road trips. I've gone on some road trips, but... Uh, you know, I, I talk to the coaches. I talk to DJ quite a bit and right. uh, the development coaches a lot. And then I work with a few of the players, you know, in terms of uh, different things, you know, I mean, most, most of it is just, you know, putting things in perspective and, and trying to, trying to get, keep them when things are going good, keep them on not getting too high, but more importantly, when things are going bad, just sort of make them realize there's, there's a, there's a long game here. Right. You know, and, and, and just some of the things that I can help them with, with 30 years of experience in what, what works and what doesn't work in terms of uh, taking your time and, and what needs to be done to, unfortunately, to, to, to play at a high level, it, it's not rocket science. It's, it's hard work. It's discipline. It's doing but it's doing the right things too, you know, and, and, you know, if, if, if sports was, rocket science and, and coaches were rocket scientists they wouldn't you know they wouldn't be coaches they make more money doing something using their intelligence somewhere else so it's not that complicated but ironically when emotion comes into it when frustration comes into it when excitement over over success or frustration over failure and then you know as we speak on a podcast the media chimes in you know, guys who are 20 to 35 years old, you know, they, they, they can get going down the wrong path quick. Absolutely. What's BJ, what's BJ drinking? That what is going on? Probably a seven up <laughs> with some water. Seven up with water. It's a Kraken. Like with nothing. <laughs> I would have sent you, I would have sent some over. Sorry, Dave. I thought you, you know were putting what? the kids Dave, to bed. I, Dave, I once, sure. once I Cavi. I know we were going to the Elmdale to do this. <laughs> I'm standing on the Elmdale. I'm on the Elmdale dance floor as we speak. There's no one else. There's here. no way we're in a pandemic. You guys are germaphobes. You guys, there's no way you guys would be out right now. 
You guys are well, Dave, a ger- Dave, are you a germaphobe too, or no. is he referring to my well, brother? I don't oh, okay. know. I'm, I'm getting worse. This, <laughs> yeah. this is good news for my brother. This is really good news for my brother and I, because now I think our germaphobia is not going to stand out quite like it used to, because people are going to actually wash their hands now, maybe. But, <laughs> anyway, listen, BJ asked you a very, very easy opener. He'll be shooting you the lob balls. I'm going to go at the uh, regular questions, as you would suspect. Uh, my first one's easier, but I just want to know straight up, what's one thing that actually rattles you aside from someone named Petritus? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, it's, it goes off and on. I mean, I think public perception, uh, it, there's days that I really couldn't care less and I probably care less about it than, than most people and most coaches. But I, I would think that public perception as a public figure, and I'm not a huge public figure, but as a public figure, is you know something that that rattles the tough word but but you know especially now that i have kids like before i was married and had kids i honestly didn't care like i I, as long as i was doing the right thing like what i believe to be the right thing and try to help people whether i yelled too much or whether i i the, the truth hurt too much as long as i knew they cared and as long as i knew i was doing it with the right intentions i really didn't care what people said behind the scenes when you have kids and, and, a, and a wife and family, you don't, you don't want, you don't want the, your kids hearing bad things about their dad. If it's, if it's the truth, but if it's not, if it's misconceived, you know, like if it's taken out of context, you know, there's a lot of things BJ played for me. I mean, B, BJ and I are really close and BJ knows I do anything for him. And I care, but I, but I've said tough things to BJ, you know, and I, and I've, you know, said things that, you know, his parents would have said to him similar tone and similar way uh, when he did stupid things at home. And it, like, but that's part of the relationship. And if you don't understand the concept or the cons- constructs of the conversation, you don't understand the relationship, people take get the wrong impression. And, and does it bother me less before I had kids? Now, you know, I, I, I certainly don't want my kids listening to people in the stands. You know, we go play at Ottawa U and my kids don't go because um, <laughs> they don't. I mean, the, the things that the people say about me and to me and to them and about them and about me at Ottawa U is ridiculous. And, and but that's your and, fault. And I, that, that's your fault for winning. You know that, right? No, I get it. And, I, and I'm not even trying to attack them because I'm sure there's coaches and people who get it at Carlton's gym about them. I'm just saying when I walk into that gym, there's not a lot of nice things said about crazy. That's See, crazy. And I want to follow up on that because it, it, to me, it's such bullshit because people watch a 40 minute basketball game and they'll see you screaming and yelling. And they're like, I got him figured out. He's crazy. All he does is scream and yell. I'm sure he does this at home. And I'm like, okay, hold the brakes. He's, he's, he's that's how he coaches. Like if get to know him, I'm, I'm sure your perspective will change. And it's, and I just think it's so unfair. It's, it's completely unfair, but yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, well, I remember Dave, you didn't care when people would give you that. I'm sure you knew a lot of people thought the worst things about you because they only saw you at your um, most focused and not care factor, but they, you didn't care. And I saw that. I totally saw that. Yeah. I mean, I just, honestly, I just care about my players. Right. I just care about my coaches and I, and I care about winning. I'm not going to pretend I don't care about winning. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to win. I mean, I like it, but, but, 
I mean, part of it is people sort of say, well, you know, he's tough on his guys. Well, when I recruit the guys, I go, look, if you don't want me to push you as if I think you can be a high level player, like a pro, and you don't want me to be on you, do not come here because <laughs> you're not going to have fun. And, and not only are you not going to have fun with me, but you're not going to have fun with your teammates because they're, you're not going to be like-minded with them. You're the Tortorella of CIS. I wouldn't say that. I, I know. I, I was. I, I threw out an analogy that I, I didn't like, think it I, I like you sport. But, but, but uh, oh, I can't but, say like, I mean, he's a good example. Like, I like how he coaches, and I think his honesty is great. But, like, the Dubois thing, you know, mm-hmm. I, I listened to the Dubois interview, and my take on it is he's just saying the right things to get out of there and start fresh. And fair enough. I mean, that's not stupid. I, I don't – I think what he did, like, if you watched what he did, was ridiculous. And, and he should take heat for that. I do think Torrella, it's unnecessary for him to say anything on the way out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I, I appreciate the fact that what he said is, is true. And I appreciate the fact that he doesn't care, but why? Right. I mean, it, 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 it like, and I don't, I'm not talking about what you or BJ or I think of him. What if one hard nosed, tough, NHL star thinks why the hell does he have to get the parting shot? I ain't playing for that guy. If one or two guys who he would love coaching, just don't understand why it was necessary. Don't want to play for him. Why do it? You know, like I'd love playing for him until he says something like that. Right. Cause then I'm going, wait a sec. I'd love playing for that guy, but I'm love playing for him because I'm a pain in the ass too. Right. So, there's going to be days that he's going to be pissed at me. He better not like on my bad days do that. Whereas if he didn't do that, I'd go, I'd like playing for that guy. Cause when he called me names, I probably deserved it and it'll probably get me focused again. Hmm. You know, but go ahead. No, no. I, and so one of the things I admire about you is, 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 you know, between the basketball lines, you're intense, you know, you're, you're, you're coaching, you're loud, you're, you're passionate about the game, but one of the things I admired about you is, is minutes before practice, you're a completely different person. Like you're, you're able to joke around a little bit. And then as soon as that big hand hit, hit like four o'clock, it was like, you were like in the zone. How are you able to turn it on and off so easily? And then after practice, there might be a, maybe a 10 minute layover. And then after that, you're just like back to back to good old Dave. So like, how are you able to do that? Uh, I think it's twofold. I think experience, you know, I've done it and, and winning. I started coaching when any ounce of gym time was gold. Mm. I mean, uh, now at Carlton, you know, we've had enough success that we're pretty lucky we can get in the gym. But when I started, every minute was gold. So that second, every, like you want to (laughs) win and you only have a certain amount of time, you better get everything done in that time. So I just got used to like, as soon as we had that time, use that time. And then the other part is more, you know, when you're ADHD, you can't stay focused too long. <laughs> hey, I can relate to that. I can relate to that, Dave. <laughs> I mean, uh. there, there are times midway through that practice where I was dying to get to my phone just to, get, to think about something else. But I, I figured you'd catch me or someone would catch me and that would ruin Ruin the mood, but like, so you'd never know that a beach when you're in the middle of a practice, never. you'd never think that Dave would be thinking about like answering a text or 
doing something else because this isn't this isn't fulfilling him enough at that no. time. It's crazy you, to think. If he's not at talking him, to him, do not look for attention. Just focus on what you need to do, and you're good. And don't look at the clock, and you're good to go, and you're fine. Yeah. I do think part of it is like I, I'm extremely intense, and I want to win, and I and I push the people I like, and I'm harder on the people I know well. You know, 100%. like, it, it, I mean, people come watch it, used to come watch us play, and it's like he's screaming and yelling. Well, I'm screaming and yelling at the fourth and fifth year guys. Like, when the freshman gets on, I'm not losing my mind on that guy. You just take like, him off. Like, I'm hoping he does well. <laughs> I take him off and I try to explain to him why he made a mistake. I mean, right. one of the better story, like, the things that I explained to a lot of the recruits is like, like, Osvaldo Johnny, who is. Well, I mean, I'm, this is a podcast that other people might hear. Like, is anyone like, if, if, if other <laughs> you don't have to worry about listeners, Dave, you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if other people are listening to this, Oz was like, you know, top 10 player who played at Carlton. If, if it's just like a quiet group and he won't hear about this, then he was, he was farther up that list. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> do you know his, in, do you know Oz's Instagram tag? If you do beach, make sure you get it to <laughs> a guy. I'll add him tonight. I'll make sure. I, I'll you know, Beautiful. I mean, if, the, if the crowd is small, let's, let's, Let's say he was he was pretty pretty damn good. He's pretty us. good. He's pretty good. But if it's a big crowd that's listening, <laughs> talk to him. We'll give him <laughs> But when, his first year was my nephew Rob's last year. BJ played that year. Yeah. And I went to Oz before our first game, and I said, "Look, your choice, man. You're a freshman. Your choice. I can get you out there. And when you make a mistake, I can take you aside." sit you down and explain nicely what you did wrong and show it to you on the board and everything's cool. You're, you're a freshman. I'll, I'll, I don't want to get you all uptight. So I'll do that. Or every time you make a mistake, I'm going to lose my shit on you <laughs> for the mistakes you make because I'm not going to ignore a mistake. So it's your choice, whatever you feel comfortable with. So he goes, well, I don't need you yelling at me. So take me off or no, don't take me off. It wasn't to, he said, be nice and explain it to me and show it to me on the board. Is that an option? Oh, that was that, was that an option? That was an option. So okay. like be nice, show it to him on the board. So he goes out, he's, I, I don't know if he started, but he's on the floor and he makes a mistake and I sub him off. BJ probably took him off and, and, and he comes off and I go down with the board, put a hand on his knee and I go, oh, like you're in help. You, you're in sight. You have to see both. You can't lose sight. Like, again, you're doing great, but you got to be able to see both. And when it, when he attacks, that's your responsibility. Like, you got to go from sight to help, and you got to call down the, the, the drop guy. Like, it, you just have to do it or we can't win. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get up, and it, it's funny because I literally turn around, and my nephew, Rob, who's 50-year-old <laughs> Canadian, did the same thing wrong. And I go, and I scream at him. Holy shit, get in sight. Can you talk? Are, are, is this going to go on all game or are you going to do anything right? But I don't take him off. Right. right. And then I put Oz back on. And then he makes another mistake. And I take him off. And I sit him down, hand on knee, super nice. He's a freshman. And he, and he doesn't want to get yelled at. And then I turn around. Rob basically makes roughly the same mistake. And <laughs> I, I, I lose Rob, but I, I don't take him off. Yeah. We're going out at halftime, and we're up like 15, 18, and Oz played pretty well. And I'm I'm walking out. Oz hits hits me on the shoulder from behind. <laughs> and he goes, I go, what the hell? What's your problem, buddy? You're doing great. 
And he goes, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? And he goes, this is bullshit. And I go, I, th- what are you talking Every time I make a mistake, I get subbed off. <laughs> Rob makes the same mistake and he stays on the floor. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we had this talk. <laughs> it's not exactly going like that. Every time you make a mistake, I take you off and I'm very nice to you and explain it to you. Every time he makes a mistake, I embarrass the hell out of him and keep him on the floor. And he goes, yeah, I want to play. I go, well, then why'd you ask me to be nice to you? (laughs) But there's 1,200 people here. If I don't yell, you're not going to hear me. And I'm not going to ignore a mistake ever. Well, screw that. I want to stay on the floor. You say whatever the hell you want to me. All right. Sounds good. And that was the end of him getting subbed off. And I was, he's the only freshman really that I, I lost it on from day one. Oh, that's, BJ that's a good. little bit, but I had BJ since he was 15. So yeah. I had, well, BJ was also, when he was playing in high school, when I was playing with him, he essentially looked like a first, second or third university student when he was in grade 10. Anyways, his size <laughs> His size was not fair in high school. (laughs) When he was 15, that was the first time I, someone said, you got to go see him. And I go see him and I go, okay, which guy is he? Like, I I actually don't care. I want to watch Jerome Bettis play basketball over there. (laughs) He's the adult wearing number 13. That's who it was. That's the guy. I go, that's the guy. I go, no, I'm a basketball coach, man. I'm not a football coach. I don't Jerome Bettis. I mean? oh, that, that's a good opportunity. My first encounter was with Dave at a, uh, at a, a conference. <laughs> this one is this one is so comical, and it's trying to make me sound like I was good at basketball, but I can clarify that I was not. It was the All Star Game in I think grade twelve or thirteen in high school, and there was like a press conference at the Hard Rock Cafe downtown. And you came, I think, to scout everyone else except me and talk to them. <laughs> and I went up to you and I said, "Hey, uh, I'm." And before I could say anything, you go, "Yeah, I know, you're Dean's brother." See ya. <laughs> you walked away. <laughs> you you didn't even let me finish introducing myself and you you didn't shake my hand and you walked in the other direction. And I immediately thought, this guy's such an asshole. But now I know. I said, this guy, now, if I had known you then, like I know you now, I'd say, that is extremely funny. But I was young. I thought I was cool because I was at a high school all-star <laughs> thing. So... Very, very good first impression, Dave. I had already made the mistake of connecting myself with one Petritus. I wasn't making a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've heard that before. Okay. Being the and youngest. Look where, look where I am. On the <laughs> so based on the question you said, Beej, I, I talked to you about this question and I wasn't going to ask it mm-hmm. or you didn't want me to ask it, but I insisted on asking it because it's perfect the way you described it. Before the practice, Dave is a total nice guy. Would never think that he yelled. Really or, funny, really funny, really super funny, funny. Really really funny. super funny, super yeah, and, funny. And, and super humble. We forgot to add humble. <laughs> and then when the clock I strikes, just want, in case my wife hears the podcast because she does not think I'm funny at all. I need I need support on just how funny I am. Okay, I'll try to find. Bede, you're gonna have to make up some I'll, funny I'll stories about yeah, Dave. Yeah, I got a few. I think I got a few. Um, so my analogy that came to my head immediately, Dave, is that. I don't know if you watch Hell's Kitchen or if you know who Gordon Ramsay is, but I'm a fan of his because my dad, as you know, owns a restaurant and he is has a similar style. I would I always no. think of hold on. You can get to my dad in a second, but I think of you as the Gordon Ramsay because super nice away from the kitchen slash super nice away from the court. And then once, you know, once the ovens go on or once the whistles start, you just turn into a screaming, um, 
uh, screaming and like, you, you know, your style, right? You get more aggressive, you get more serious and you push your players like crazy. But then the second the game's over, like you said, you become like their best friend essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, let's not. I, I, not I, best friend, I, a I tolerable yeah. friend, okay, a tolerable, like, <laughs> tolerable <laughs> company. But he's adding some coarse, less some language that I don't. Well, you said use. you wanted your wife to like you, right? So. <laughs> She, she does like the cookie channel, so this would help. This is, this is not a bad movie. You're the Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, no. He's amazing. He's amazing. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I was coaching the Pan Am team one year, and a buddy of mine, Craig Bocap, was down coaching with me, and we would have Pan Am practices and then Carlton practices. And Craig, one of my assistants, I'd let – Dave DeVero was my assistant too, but he was at Auto U at the time, and so I wouldn't let him watch our Carlton practices just because – it was on you and it was Dave. Fair. And I was Fair. like, I, 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 he was my assistant. So I liked him, but not enough. I didn't like him that much. <laughs> so, so, so Craig would stay and watch our practice. And Elliot Thompson was on the team at the time. And he was a fifth year guy or fourth year guy. Um, and he, Elliot's one of, I mean, there's a lot of guys I really enjoyed coaching. Most of the guys who, who have gone through it. I, I, I've become pretty close to, but Elliot is a character as BJ could BJ knows him, but we sure. uh, he was awful that day and I was losing it. And it was like, and I, at one point I go, Oh my God, I don't know. Like who's worse at their job. Like you as a two guard or me as a coach. Cause I start, you. Like I start you, as a two guard. you know, who's worse is whoever's backing you up because I don't play him ahead of you. And, and, and I was like, and I was just, I was so mad. At him. And then he stopped. He was just being an idiot. He wasn't, he, he, he got an attitude about it. He wasn't trying. So I'd lose it. Practice ends. I go up to my office, Craig and Craig's a good friend. And he goes, well, are you going to go uh, talk to Elliot? Cause he knows my style and he knows if I get really mad at someone, I usually, we'll take the time to talk to them for a while to make sure they're good when we leave. And I go, now he'll be up soon. <laughs> he goes, I go, I'm pretty sure he'll be up soon. He goes, why is he going to, is he pissed? And I go, Oh, he's pissed. <laughs> and he goes, so he's going to come up because he's pissed. I go, Oh yeah, he's pissed. And, and I hear him walking down the hall. My halls, my, my office, I know this is hard to believe John is, in the farthest part above the gym away from every other office on campus in the old, in old the athletics building in the in the alumni hall above the new gym my old boss he moved could, me as far away from humans as possible he could literally <laughs> overlook everything it's it's the perfect view like you but can it's see everything. away from everyone other than studying <laughs> so i could hear him I'm, I'm hearing this person walk down the hall I go, that's him and he goes so what is he pissed at and i go you'll see so he comes around the corner and he goes, are you kidding me with that effing trade offer for fantasy football? You're not trading with you just because you're the head coach. That's ridiculous. I gave you a decent offer and then you come back with that crap? And Craig looking at me, looking at him and I go, listen, we already understand he's a terrible two guard. We both. We're really focused on the important stuff. But that would be a normal day. Like yeah. a, the, the craziness followed by that and and craig was like so this just ends and i go i wasn't wrong and 
I am an ass and he knows it. We're good. Like, <laughs> so you, see, you squashed it yeah, off the court. You squashed it, right? Yeah. But yeah, the, if the, he didn't come up, I would have called him. I, but I, I knew yeah. he was coming up. And, and the thing is, it's good for until the next practice and the next practice starts. And then that's like payback time for Dave. It's like, I remember that shit you did yesterday. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> so he, he gets you back. A lot of it is I'm trying to get guys to own their own confidence. Right. So the reason I'm tougher on the older guys is because I need to test everybody. It really doesn't take much to test a freshman, whether they can own their own confidence or not. Like you, you say one negative thing and all of a sudden they're overthinking everything and they can't do anything like you, and they need to learn some defense mechanisms to have true confidence, you know, mm -hmm. and when they get to fifth year, you know, like, it's a, it's a, like on, during fifth year, there will be guys who leave practice and walk by me and go, I won today. Hmm. And people don't know what that means. And I know what it means. It means they played well, even though I tried to get in their head. Right. And when they say I won today, I go, Oh man, I hope there's no witnesses tomorrow. <laughs> and they laugh, but they know that like I am going to, like it's not our practices aren't really basketball they're robbie calls them i don't know what it's called it, it's like the rules are just dave made up to screw whoever he wants to screw with. <laughs> it was usually so, robbie it was usually robbie yeah, the rules exactly. are, yeah, so, yeah. so fouls were only fouls in certain situations javith one day is for one of his first times playing club for me came to kingston for a practice and he was not trying and he wasn't playing great and he came down and Rob fouled him. And I don't, I don't like Rob's my nephew, but I always picked on him, but I was going to call the foul on Rob cause it was Rob. And then Javith lads goes, it's a foul. And I go, Oh, sorry. Didn't know the superstar from Ottawa. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know MJ was here. My fault guys. No one's can foul Javith. And Javith See, goes, if, uh, this is awesome. No one can foul me. But what I meant by it, and all my club kids from Kingston yeah. knew when I said no one can foul Javith, it meant if you hit him as hard as you could, I wasn't <laughs> calling foul. So he gets the ball the next time, and Rob, it's like, oh, my God, I'm not the target today. He tackles Javith, picks up the ball, and shoots a layup. Javith's on the ground. And Javith's looking at him, and he's going, it's not a foul, man. I can't foul you. There's no foul about you. <laughs> and he's going, no, no, you're not allowed to foul me. And I'm looking at him and I go, what? Now, am I not communicating well? You, no one can foul you. I know. He fouled me. No. And he's going, like he's looking at Rob and he's going, this is insane. He goes, join my world, man. <laughs> you got to, Dave, the way, like, I, I don't think I've had a coach that, that intense and you got to really want to win because anyone soft is just not going to make it through with your style, eh? Well, again, that's how we recruit. And I you warn them, you warn them off the bat. So that I, seems fair. Like I don't, don't come if you're not going to work hard. I, I wouldn't say, like, I think, a lot of the guys come in like they don't have to be tough to come. They have to want to be tough and they have to want to, at the end of the day, own their own confidence. They can come in soft because I'll, I'll treat them the way they need to get treated as best I can. I mean, I may like, you're going to make mistakes when you're pushing kids and pushing players. I mean, kids, they're 18 to 23, but pushing players as much as you can, 
but you do your best to treat people the way they need to get treated to challenge themselves at the level they're at. Like everybody's at a different level in terms of their toughness level and what, but they all need to be pushed. And Beach, how many games yeah. would I last with Dave? <laughs> you would have lasted. I know you'd be, fine, you'd be fine, John. No, yeah, you'd be fine. You'd I mean, yeah, I mean, you you suck. So <laughs> yeah, you, we're assuming <laughs> we're assuming. <laughs> but, but like personality wise, yeah, you'd be, be fine. fine. Yeah, you'd be fine because you and I would joke all the time, and then when I yelled at you the first time, you cried. I would take I would take an hour out of my day to sit down and explain to you that I actually do like you and. Like you don't need to be that sensitive. Like sounds exhausting, Dave. It sounds exhausting for you. <laughs> it's, it, uh, but I mean, I, w- I have no problem if you're drinking whatever drink you're drinking while we're having that talk. It's a uh, cavi. If anyone, it's cavi. Remember cavi, that's the cavi. third, oh, the sorry. third cavi. I love the third plug. Thanks, Dave. Now that we're on that, I always tell John that he, he's, he was always a little bit better than Dean. What do, what do you think? We had more potential. I don't right. know if he was better. Right. That's probably a better way to sum it up. Yeah. Very that's awkward fun. conversation for me to be a part of. <laughs> but when it comes to coaching, Dean knows basketball inside and out. My brother, he knows, he knows basketball. I don't know it that well. Um, I think I just, I'm taller than him. And that hasn't really stuck with him for the last 10 years. I didn't know I, we, your dad was on this interview. Talking about <laughs> <laughs> we might have to get him on one of these days just for comedy. That actually would be Oh good. yeah. So, <laughs> I think I we get some views. Yeah, yeah. If you have your dad on, I <laughs> and bring and bring guests like a surprise guest. Bring me and yeah. bring Tap. Bring bring just various people in his life. Oh. We want the listeners, the volume of <laughs> listeners, to increase, Dave, not to decrease. Uh, Dave, so so you're coaching hockey players. You're coaching, you've coached basketball players. What would you say is like the biggest difference between the two? Uh, I mean, again, I, I don't like our university guys and the hockey guys are, are pretty similar. Okay. You know, um, the national team guys and the NBA guys and the NHL guys, it, it's a little different. I mean, they grew up in a different environment. I mean, ultimately when you walk on the floor, it's, it's, or on the ice, it's, it's pretty similar, but off it's, it's just that they, they've grown up in, in a different different atmosphere like club basketball, AAU basketball into university basketball, as opposed to, uh, you know, everything being very organized club, like AAU basketball is a gong show. Like, like you learn a lot in terms of survival just by playing AAU basketball. That's so true. Like it, so it, true. It, it's, I mean, it's gotten better over the years, but it like, like some of these kids that their parents, are letting them go to these tournaments in these settings. And it's like, uh, thank God you don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) But but the the kids, the kids, they learn stuff like, like learn, like they learn some survival techniques. You definitely learn to deal with adversity. That's a different type of adversity over there. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've got guys on my university team who have told me about their AU experiences where they've been in Chicago and the coach had, he booked two less flights than he was supposed to and left him and this other kid in Chicago <laughs> because they their parents were most likely to answer the phone in Toronto. <laughs> wow. wow. Like, so they were 15, 16 stuck in Chicago airport. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you learn survival. Yeah, like it's, it's so true. It's whereas hockey, like my kids both play double uh, A, triple A, whatever you want to call it, like high level hockey. And, it is so structured with the younger kids and so like uh, rich people 
driven. <laughs> it's like, like they don't learn a thing within, like they learn some stuff on the ice, right. but off the ice, like everybody is just looking out for number one. And, and it, it's just so money driven because you need money to play. Right. Like it, it, it it's, there's no survival techniques learned now on the ice. They still learn all the good stuff. And just mm-hmm. like on, it's similar, but then, you know, then they go to the OHL and it, now, I'm not saying it's AAU, but it's compared to going to a university to play basketball to get to to get exposure there, going to the OHL, it, it's the equivalent. Right. Like they almost flip spots. Right, right. And I don't want to. That's wanna, interesting. I never thought like, of I that. I don't want to attack the OHL because it's organized. It's not like, but it, but it's not a university setting. It's, you know, like a lot of the guys who are playing in that league, school is not a priority right so mm-hmm. if it is a priority to you but your priority is also to make the nhl it's really tough because you're not around a ton of like-minded people Makes sense. you know whereas right. university there's sure there's guys at the big time schools whose school doesn't matter to them but there's still a good majority of the people that they're around who are combining both right so it becomes a little more structured so it's 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 different so then they get to being adults, they've just seen it. They've learned it at different stages, so they see it differently. And I and it's hard to explain. I wouldn't say one's better than the other. They just see it differently. Oh man, it's so hard not to ask so many follow questions to his <laughs> I know, answers, I know, man. I know. Um, so, Dave, I don't know if you know that our, our format, how we do it, is. Uh, usually without a guest, we'll have three topics each. I bring three topics. BJ brings three topics, and neither of us know what those are from the other person. So I'll throw out the first one and Beach will kind of give me his opinion. Then we'll go back and forth for like four or five minutes. So we're obviously not going to do that this week, maybe one or two, but would I'd you like mind- to hear your opinion on anything? <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, I won't agree with it, but it'll be entertaining. And I feel like that is the goal of the show. I mean, you're you drunk. can agree or not you're agree. Not, you've got a 1920 <laughs> yeah. tennis racket behind you. You, you look horrible. I feel like I, like, like I stayed for the show, and then I see you. So I feel like I will be entertained. Listen, so I, in a matter of oh. – sorry, Beach, I have to make this No, clear. that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. In a matter of 10 seconds, he managed to make fun of the fact that I'm allegedly intoxicated. <laughs> I have a terrible decor behind me <laughs> and I'm just ugly in general. <laughs> and I he did that. You, ugly. you know oh, sorry. You look I bad. Said, currently ugly. Yes. Like, okay. You, currently. You okay. Clearly That's... made no attempt. I hope. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this was a 20 minute prep job. Dave. <laughs> I feel like if you made an attempt, I apologize. Sincerely apologize. <laughs> accept it. I accept. Well, that was part one of our interview with Dave Smart on the unscripted playbook podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you tune into part two, which is coming right up.